This is the Pharma Forum podcast. My name is Dominic Tyre, and I'm Pharma Forum's creative and editorial director. This special episode is sponsored by Exivo and features digital transformation leader Edwin Erkins. Omnipresence by Exivo is a unified and intelligent customer experience management platform for healthcare and life science organizations. It combines CRM, omnichannel engagement, advanced analytics, and AI capabilities into a single unified and intelligence platform. Now, even though he is currently working in the HR services sector, Edwin started his career at P&G, moved to Heineken, and then held regional and global executive IT and digital roles for around eight years at top pharmaceutical companies such as Teva and Sanofi. In this episode of the podcast, he talks about the meaning of digital innovation, both inside and outside of pharma, organizing companies around digital innovation, and how to develop a digital strategy in pharma. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharma Forum. Edwin, welcome to the Pharma Forum podcast. Hi, Dom. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. So I'd, I'd like to start off with uh, getting your thoughts on what digital innovation means to you. Well, uh, that's it's actually a very difficult question, but um, I think we're we're about to. Uh, turn into uh, a time where we just call it innovation. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's all about multifunctional innovation for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, it certainly seems then that we're, we're moving past that sense of digital as a separate thing that you put in a box and it, it lives over here, but it's not, it's not part of the, the organization. It's not necessarily a, a core part of, of everything. Do you think that's, that's a change we're going through? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, uh... It's like um, digital cameras are not called digital cameras anymore, right? <laughs> uh, of course, there are still non-digital cameras, but the vast majority is digital. And I think any innovation uh, really has a data or technology, i.e. digital component nowadays. I can't imagine any breakthrough innovation without it. Mm, absolutely. So, and in terms then of for pharma, what do you think digital innovation or just innovation? What does it mean for pharma uh, at the moment? Well, obviously, pharma is is an innovation industry, right? Uh, it's 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 always been driven by um, creating scientific uh, innovation in in medicines. Uh, I think that is going to stay, right? Uh, now, obviously, a lot of that is supported by new ways to uh, to do modeling and computing and analytics, uh, and all the innovation, all the research is highly supported by 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 data and digital tools. Uh, but apart from that, apart from the the R and D, the typical scientific R and D uh, and development, I think it means that. Uh, in the commercial space, in finance, in supply chain, in manufacturing, it's really all about multifunctional innovation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot do innovation in a in a functional in a silo anymore, and that's true within the company, but also externally. I don't think pharma companies can really do breakthrough innovation 
I mean, breakthrough innovation in the business models without working with other uh, companies, other partners uh, outside of, uh, of the pharma industry. And in, in terms of that need for um, work to be uh, multifunctional, how do you think companies should look to achieve that? I mean, how should they, how could they uh, organize themselves to be really laser guided, focused on, on innovation? Well, that's, um, yeah, that's the big question. And it's, what's also important is it's not, innovation, I think, is not the issue. So I think there's a lot of good innovation, a lot of smart people in the industry, um, there's a lot of creative ideas. I think that the challenge is how to scale innovation. And uh, that, that's really the challenge. And how do you organize to scale? I think in, in pharma, we, you run into a dilemma because in a way, you need scale on a global level. You need scale from an investment level. Uh, but that's also where you know, two of the, the ch biggest challenges are, I think. Uh, one is the, is the fact that when you, when you need to invest, besides your traditional investment in, uh, in, in research and development on, for new medicines, you, you, where do you put the money, right? So scale, where you, you can't afford to not invest in R&D and when you invest in, in new business models in real breakthrough digital innovation, how do you get, you know, how do you get enough money invested with a very unclear uh, return on investment often and, and margins that are much lower. The second challenge is that I believe in healthcare, so that's not limited to pharma, but in healthcare, obviously there are a lot of things to fix, to improve, uh, and I think the COVID period makes that even more apparent. But the, the challenge is that the innovation requires uh, partnering of multiple instances in, in typically in a country uh, because the, the healthcare systems are very different and you would need healthcare providers, insurance companies, maybe tech companies, pharma companies may play a role. And you need to find a, a way to to make that work in a specific healthcare ecosystem. And they're very different, you know, even within Europe, um, the, the way it's organized in the UK is very, very different than it is in, in the Netherlands or Germany or France, uh, let alone the differences between countries like China and, uh, and the US. Now the challenge is to make it very relevant, do innovation in that ecosystem, and at the same time get to scale. And you need scale, because otherwise you can't get the, the investments um, and the, basically the attention uh, of, the, of, of management and the shareholders uh, to, to do it properly. And within that, when companies are looking maybe where they put their money, what uh, different types of business models they might be investing, and also uh, their global priorities and the differences between within the, the the different countries that they they operate in. Do you have any uh, suggestions for listeners when it comes to uh, how they might uh, approach developing a digital strategy in pharma? Yeah, I think the 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 only way to really create breakthrough innovation is to partner with. Uh, in in the case of of, uh, of pharma companies, to partner with insurance companies because somebody needs to pay for it, uh, and obviously work with the healthcare providers. And 
there are countries where that are a little bit more uh, centrally organized than others, like China, where you really see that work with the companies, uh, insurance companies like Ping An, working with um, the healthcare providers and the pharma companies and and other tech companies uh, to to really uh, transform the uh, the healthcare business model. And in in this case, in China, for example, there that's where you see the the speed of telehealth, really online doctors and 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 real digital models to scale and and improve the uh, the healthcare for patients really really fly uh, compared to other markets. So it's really that working together in partnership, uh, which is difficult, right? Because you know who's going to make the investments, who's going to make the money, who's going to have the intellectual property, uh, and it's different in every country. But you have to start somewhere. And um, sometimes it's easier to start in the emerging markets than to start in mature markets. Um, so my my suggestion would be, you know, try to try to start in emerging markets because that's where you see often the greatest innovation. Because the need is very high, but the interest and willingness of the different partners is higher in those places. And would would you also potentially see more, uh, fewer legacy models, fewer uh, models where the that where things have always stayed the same in emerging markets, if they're they're a little bit faster moving, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, there's uh, uh, the need is higher often, and that makes people more creative and and more willing to try new things to to improve. And uh, obviously, some of these uh, markets are huge, right? I mean, when it comes to patients, uh, uh, but also healthcare issues, the opportunities are, are, are huge. Um, and yes, it's it's. Uh, I, I'm not saying it's easy, not at all. But what I've seen, and I've seen many great, you know, ideas and and really fly in India, in in Russia, in China, Brazil, Chile. Uh, many of these markets are ha- have very serious healthcare ecosystem problems, if you will, uh, but find very creative ways to uh, to find solutions. So, of course, you've worked both in, in pharma and then also for uh, some time on the consumer side as, as well. Yeah. How successful do you think pharma's current digital strategies are, if I could ask you to, to, to judge them? Um, I don't think they are very successful yet mm-hmm. uh, because it's very difficult to define one global digital strategy. Um, I, I haven't really seen it. I've seen many ideas, but obviously, a strategy is not just a nice idea, right? It's uh, uh, there needs to be a real uh, plan behind it and a real business model that 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 is profitable in the end. And I haven't I haven't really seen it yet. It will happen. Um, uh, my expectation is that, especially around you know integrated care, so. You know, integrated care for patients. So the combination of of medicines and and other forms of care towards patients. I mean, that's I think where the the real breakthrough could be. Uh, again, it will be different per country, but um, that's where it will come from. The question is, who's going to pay for it, right? And and uh, ultimately, I don't think you can in ten years from now. I don't think you can sell pills without services around it um, so it will happen the question is you know is really when so i think it's the ideas are there 
but I wouldn't call it a real, I, I don't think there's really clear global strategies. I haven't seen it yet. Is there anywhere that farmer uh, typically maybe goes wrong or, or makes a, a bit of a misstep when it comes to uh, developing a global digital strategy? No, I, I think it's 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 really comes back to 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 two things, right? The, their traditional business is still very profitable, and uh, you know it's very difficult to have to add something uh, to it. That is uh, that has a margin, uh, you know, profit margins of at least 20, 30 percent and has a scale. And then you also deal with the fact that digital innovation will typically vary per market, per per healthcare ecosystem. And therefore, it's very difficult to have one single simple digital strategy like you could have in, in other in other industries where. The markets are more or less the same and the products are the same and uh, the products, the physical product in pharma is typically the same, but the ecosystems are very, very different. And in, in terms of uh, maybe adding something to what pharma currently does, you, you've mentioned um, already, of course, the importance of having uh, a strong partnership approach. But is, is there anything else, do you think, that pharma can do to stimulate uh, digital innovation? Um, well, I've, you know, like, like you already said, I, I worked in, uh, in consumer goods before, and I really believe that innovation is never done in a lab or in, in an office or nowadays at home. I, I think innovation is always done very, very close to, to the consumers or patients in this case or, or healthcare professionals. And um, I think the industry has, has talked about being patient-centric for decades, but Compared to consumer goods companies, I think they're far away still from patients. And I think the, the, the trick is to, to, to be really close. And there's always this worry about, about ethics. Uh, this is a worry about talking to patients, although I think it's not really based on, on any really strong arguments. I think everybody can talk to patients and most of us are patients in one shape or form. And, and suddenly we all become patients at one, one time. So I think, you know, Really understanding how patients think and work and live, uh, I think that's the trick. And also just look at the way consumers deal with digital uh, changes, right? It's not necessarily innovation, but digital changes. I always look at my, my kids and my parents to see what's possible uh, and how things work. So bring the outside in and, and don't try to always complicate things. I think just looking at... Uh, at patients, at people, at consumers, uh, observe them um, through panels or visits or whatever, and and bring that in. And don't try to complicate things or start with the assumption that pharma or healthcare is different, because it's just all about people and 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 change. So if if that's what pharma companies need to be doing, what they need to be considering. How about what they're, they're already doing or they've already done? Uh, do you have any examples of approaches to digital innovation you've seen that, that have really worked in, in pharma? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I think there's an enormous uh, amount of innovation happening. And I've seen really great innovation, uh, both internally and externally. And so there's a lot of innovation around uh, patient support, for example. Um, you know, patient programs used to be uh, very much nurse-driven, and nowadays I think they're, they're 
uh, highly driven by uh, by digital solutions and customer relationship management is is broadly used to manage relationships with patients that are in patient support programs. So I think uh, there's a lot of innovation there. It's not always visible uh, to the outside world, and it's not uh, or it's certainly not branded. Um, so it's it's sometimes hard to see that from the outside. But I think there's a lot of innovation going on. Obviously, there's a lot of innovation in devices, um, connected devices, and and clearly that will that will be uh, the future, right? I don't think there will be many medications in the future that don't have a, a device with it, right? Either to stimulate adherence or check safety or just help with the administration of the medicine. So uh, lots of uh, lots of innovation. I think the trick is always, how do you scale? And um, I haven't seen massive scale. That's, a, that's the real challenge for the next couple of years, I believe. And you mentioned um, CRM there. Another area that uh, many pharma companies are looking to innovate is, is how they engage with their, with their customers. Um, in terms of trying to uh, improve, to innovate that, that area of, of the business, what do you think pharma companies need to be doing there? Well, obviously the model is changing. Um, Surprisingly, I think to, for for many people, it's still an industry that is heavily uh, dependent on on large numbers of sales sales reps. It's a, it's, it's still a fairly traditional model, and uh, in the last couple of years, in the last ten years, I would say there's been a lot of innovation in in CRM to make the sales force more efficient, right? Make them more more, more effectively, more efficient. And I think uh, a lot of a lot of investment was done. Um, if you look to the, towards the future, and it's now accelerated by by COVID, is that the the model will be a hybrid model where the customer engagement, so the healthcare customer engagement and the patient engagement, uh, will be central, and the sales force is a channel, and uh, it's hybrid in the sense that the person to person relationships will still be very important in the future, simply because the, the, the value of information typically depends on the, on the trust that you have in the, in the person uh, or the, uh, the organization that supplies that. So the relation and the trust continue to be very important between sales reps and companies and healthcare professionals. But on the other side uh, of the spectrum, we'll have um, a, a, an expectation for great experiences from a healthcare professional point of view, but also from a patient point of view. And a lot of that will have to be you know, automated or at least will be omni-channel uh, and needs to be orchestrated. So both models will live together. And, and that's what, what most people would call a hybrid model that we're moving into. So it's CRM is uh, traditionally was more Salesforce automation. Um, it now becomes real omni-channel uh, engagement. And it's not new, it's not specific to the industry. I think the industry is late. Um, but the good thing is that obviously, uh, there's a lot to learn from other industries. And, mm. uh, and what you see in, uh, you know, with COVID now, it's accelerated and um, most companies were actually very well prepared and can now build on, on the innovation uh, or at least the perceived innovation um, and, and get even more 
uh, out of what they already invested in the many years. Um, and at the same time, what's also important is that the cost of the sales force uh, and the investments around it uh, are extremely high. And, and there will be a need to, uh, to spend more money on, on, on marketing and other channels. And I, think, I don't think the total spend, commercial spend will increase, will rather be reduced. So there needs to be innovation and cost saving at the same time. And I suppose it's it's never too late to start in innovating. There's never a point at which you say, no, I, actually, I don't want to make make progress. I don't want to change things. There's always time to uh, to, to to make changes, isn't there? No, sure. So we've spoken um, about partnerships and the need to scale and uh, a great look at, at digital strategies. Just to um, conclude this episode of, of the podcast, and I'd like to get some final thoughts from you, uh, Edwin, around well, what advice would you have for pharma companies that want to make more innovative uses of digital technology? Well, I, I don't think it's specific for pharma, but I think it's always super important to be externally focused and, and bring the outside in. And, and that means um, look at the way consumers deal with digital technology, look at the way healthcare professionals uh, use digital technology at home or in their practice, but also you know, bring in uh, employees from other industries, work with vendors that are not limited by their experience in, in healthcare or pharma, um you know and, and and try things and 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 celebrate uh and learn from failure uh which is not uh i think um the, the often the nature of pharma companies for good reasons right mm. uh, because uh, quality and, and and safety is always a high priority but in many cases uh the risk of of trying new things is not so high i mean so uh, yeah, try things and, and, and don't try to overcomplicate it and don't always believe people that things in pharma are different or that um, regulation stops us from innovating. It's just not, not, not always true. And be bold because I think the world needs innovation, right? I think the, the world needs a lot of healthcare system innovation. And uh, everybody who works in healthcare, I think, uh, has the opportunity to, to contribute. So keep keep trying things oh. and scale. <laughs> <laughs> well, be, be bold, try things and scale. They certainly seem like uh, words to, to live by in terms of digital innovation. But um, Ed, Edwin, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the Pharma Forum podcast. You're welcome. It was fun. Thank you. And that concludes this Exivo-sponsored episode of the Pharma Forum podcast and my discussion with digital transformation leader Edwin Erkins about digital innovation and strategy. You can find all the details for this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. And to learn more about omnipresence, be sure to visit exivo.com. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharma Forum. And don't forget to visit our website to sign up for daily or weekly email pharmaceutical news and analysis bulletins. And follow us on Twitter, where we are at Pharma Forum.